Speak seductively. Hi, everyone. This is Lily. You all know how much I love corsets. That's me on our Speak Seductively promotional photo in the white corset. I've also been on the cover of several of Kyle's books, also in corsets. They're just one of my favorite types of lingerie. I especially appreciate how they show off my favorite assets, or at least the ones Kyle loves so much. (laughs) Well, I have some great news for anyone who likes corsets as much as I do. I was looking for something new to wear, maybe for a new book cover or even another video, when I ran across this amazing website, sexyboutique.com. That's sexy with an I dash boutique.com. They have so many to choose from in tons of colors and styles. So many of them caught my eye, like the burlesque blue denim leather corset punk steampunk and this sexy gothic corset with sleeves. You guys have to check it out. Sexyboutique.com. Sexy with an I. Hi, everyone. I'm Kyle Cannon, erotic fiction author, naturist, and swinger. And I'm Lily Cannon, book cover model, audiobook narrator, naturist, and swinger. And you're listening to the Speak Seductively podcast. I have an erotic fiction series called The Photographer's Story and over 15 erotic novellas on Amazon. Two themes in my work are the promotion of a sex-positive lifestyle and the development of strong, sexually confident female characters. My writing has been described as slow foreplay, building until the reader is breathless with need. You can find my novels and short stories on Amazon. They're all free with Kindle Unlimited. We want to welcome you to another exciting and informative edition of Speak Seductively. We use this platform to promote other authors, talk about sex and relationships, Please be aware, we will be discussing adult topics, from sex to the swinging lifestyle and more. Our approach is always classy, but be ready for frank conversations. Our guests are frequently erotic authors or those in the lifestyle. Today on the podcast, we will have a conversation with award-winning and best-selling author Tia Didman. Tia writes exotic paranormal romances, including the New Immortals series. She is a married mother of three children and one fur baby. Please join us in welcoming Tia to our show. Hi, everyone. This is Kyle. And Lily Cannon. And we are very excited to bring a really neat author uh, to our podcast today, Tia Didman. Tia, can you introduce yourself to the listeners and uh, talk a little about what you do and and your writing style and uh, the series that you've written. Um, hi, hi everyone. My name is uh, Tia Didman and uh, I write paranormal romance, uh, some steamy paranormal romance. I have several series. Uh, I'm currently, I've just launched the uh, New Immortal series, which has been one of my favorites in the last two years. Um, I, I like, I mean, I like everything paranormal. I've written short stories, novellas, uh, been a part of a few anthologies with uh, several other authors. And I liked, I like to, I do like to, uh, you know, work, work on those types of projects as well with, with multiple authors. I, I live in, on Vancouver Island uh, in, on, in Canada. And I do like to travel, although not recently, <laughs> obviously that's been a bit of a challenge, but when traveling, yeah. I like to, um, you know, get, get a sort of sense of my 
surroundings and take no notes of the exotic locations and things like that and bring it mm -hmm. into my writing. So, you know, my none of my stories, <clears throat> pardon me, my stories are are sort of where I live. They're kind of all over the world. And and I and I love writing anything, not just like you say, novels. I even love writing my newsletter. Most authors don't, but I love writing <laughs> newsletters and stories and even just what's going on with me and my family and the crazy things my pets do. So yeah, it's been a passion of mine my entire life. Even I was even doing some writing with my previous job when it was, you know, for a magazine based around travel and stuff like that. Neat, yeah. Neat. What's your what's your newsletter called? When you say you like write your <laughs> it's newsletter, actually my is that? My, it's my newsletter is is as Tia Dedman and the the sign up is on my on my website. But yeah, I <laughs> we write some crazy stuff and that's just <laughs> like fun sort of day to day things. I, I I even like creating memes. So you'll see funny memes. You'll see you'll see like pictures of my hamster skate skateboarding. Like we've had some my daughter's cooking, which at 13 can be good one day and then the next day it can be blue macaroons that look like cooked <laughs> bubble gum and literally tasted just as good oh, uh, so yeah we, we do I just like you know it's just this is, that's who I am I mean I've always thought that authors should just be authentic and I'm a mother of three and with three teenage kids you can have some unusual things happen on a day-to-day -day basis. So I'm actually one of the authors that's the worst for doing, hey, I'm writing this right now. It's more like, oh, you're never gonna believe what happened today type thing. So <laughs> it's uh, it's fun. And I my, my readers do like that because you know you just never know what you're gonna get in one of my newsletters. Yeah, they get to know you as a real person. And do your, yeah. kids, do your kids know what you write and do they know what the- Yeah, they know what I write and that they're not allowed to read it. Um, <laughs> they have to be 18 and they've been told that they've been yeah so that that's the only that's the only down thing of like i have um i have considered making a a cleaner version of some of my books for, because the paranormal aspects my kids love paranormal my daughter loves watching you know like uh supernatural and things like mm -hmm. those types of shows so i've thought about just making a cleaner version for my children but uh but my readers do prefer the steamier and I have very steamy sex scenes, although, you know, it's woven throughout. That is not the focus of my book. Right. Sex scenes are very steamy, steamy. And I do have one, uh, the Cascade book, which is erotic romance and very, very explicit. Although again, it's part of the book, but you know, so, and, and they, it would be, it would be noticeable if that wasn't in my, in my books, because that's the type of thing I write. Do you, uh, do you find yourself, um, when you're talking to others, really trying to emphasize that there's an actual storyline to your books um, beyond just the erotic elements in, it, in them? Because most I people would want to think that that's all they at are. At first it was like, oh, that's just, uh, you know, someone would say like, they're ready, oh my God, those scenes, those scenes, that's just like book forward. And I'm like, well, you know, you can skip that, those paragraphs because there's like, you know, an entire novel, there's like four or five sex scenes, they may be explicit, but if you pulled those out of the book, they are like, you know, like 20 pages out of 280, you know what right. I mean? So um, you can't obviously say that was the focus of the book when literally that so few pages are dedicated to it. But when I do have a sex scene, they are, they are, you know, they are explicit, mm -hmm. explicit I, language and they are definitely not closed door scenes. So 
Um, but now that I have a larger readership, uh, they know what they're getting because it's, you know, I have the same, I have a lot of the repeat re, repeat readers and, and yeah. I, those sex scenes are now, you know, I'll have, if you look at my reviews, you'll say, oh my God, this, you know, the sex scenes are like so steamy, they're amazing. And so readers do like that. I mean, if you're, if you're somebody who likes cream, clean romance, you will not be buying my books because right. that's, that's mm -hmm. not what's in there. And if you, my, my, right at the top of my book, it says steamy paranormal romance or steamy shifter romance. Well, I think most people know what steamy means and that there's going to be some, uh, you know, there's going to be some explicit content, but it is not the focus of the story. And yeah, if you have a shifter male, then obviously he's got some animal traits and animals are not like, <laughs> you know, they're pretty aggressive. <laughs> so you have to, you have to keep that in mind with your, with your sex scenes that you're writing the character as they would be in real life. Right. And it's, it's funny. I've, I've asked that question in similar ways to other authors because um, I, I feel the same way with my writing. My novels are predominantly story driven, but when there's sex, there's sex because that's what people do. Um, right. And I, have, and I gotta be honest, who doesn't like sex? I mean, let's just be Right, yeah, and we only pull... hypocrites say they don't like sex. Right. <laughs> well, then this isn't the type of book they're going to look. And you should, as right. soon as you see steamy at the very top, you shouldn't even bother reading the storyline because then, even though that is not the, even though that's not the focus of my books, it it is in there, and you know I don't, and I say eighteen plus, I say steamy right in the tagline. So if some you know that it's not going to be for you if that if it offends you i know people who i've got i've one of my beta readers is like 84 yeah. and she's like i love your book she goes i i admit i kind of you know when i'm beta reading i'm like ooh on those sex scenes because she goes i you know that was like so 20 years ago for me but she loves the book so and she yeah. still reads them and she loves them and grabs every single one of them so and that's obviously awesome. it's not as big a deal, even for people that that isn't a focus for anymore. So I, I'm curious, shifting gears a little bit, um, you talked about your fascination with the paranormal. I um, love it. How, how long have you been into that? And uh, was it <laughs> funny question, funny story, actually. So when I was in, because uh, <laughs> it's karma coming back to bite me in the butt. <laughs> when I was like 15, my mom was reading like, some kind of romance novel, Harlequin or something like that. And I was full on Stephen King, like Stephen King, everything at 15. And I've got my Stephen King book and I'm like, oh, I can't believe you're reading that. She looks at me and she looks at my Stephen. She goes, you know who pays for those books, right? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah, right. And I walk away. Well, fast forward now, I'm the one writing the books that she was reading back then while I was holding my Stephen King no novel. But I still, although I, you know, Stephen King doesn't write any paranormal in the way of romance, but I loved his paranormal way back when I was like 14, 16 and read every book back then. So it's way, way back. So a long time. I, I was looking at the uh, titles for the, the New Immortals, uh, your box set. You, you've got some very diverse titles, mm -hmm. uh, Valentino's Kiss and then Dante's Desire. What is the general uh, theme, if, if you could summarize those books for the listeners how, how would you summarize them so the new immortals are so the dante the men because the men are listed those that's their name so valent valentino dante um 
Verdain and, and Tovan. Now they're demons that um, now there's different, there are different um, species of demon. For example, Valentino and Dante are blood drinkers. So you have some vampire elements with them, but but they are demons. So there's no, you know, go out in the sun and burn up or anything like that. <laughs> but they haven't had their, they haven't had emotions for, for thousands, for hundreds of years. And they, um, and their species was wiped out. So there's no women. So they're, they've given up. Valentino, who's the first one and sort of a character that comes throughout the series has given up on the species and he's turned his back on the demons. And he's just basically waiting to, to die and then his brother is 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 murdered which they can't figure out how this happened because they're supposed to be immortal and then you brings in the paranormal investigation agency which has psychic women and psychic individuals that and he finds that this human woman can be his bride and that's kind of where the series takes off where now the demon species has hope and uh but it's it's this journey that i really like because at the beginning he's just like you know, I've had enough of life and, and uh, she kind of changed. So it's his evolution that I really, that I really like in the evolution of the series species that I really like in that series. And it's been quite popular. So, so have you created a world that, um, uh, where the, the paranormal, the demons are part of society are, are a known part or are they a, a hidden Actually, part? They are, the regular humanity does not know about them but the paranormal investigation agency was created once they found out about them and is policing them and they are trying to stop um the general public from learning about them okay okay that that, that's that's a, a cool premise um we both love reading some paranormal uh books we've got a variety of authors we've read and yeah i love fantasy sci-fi i love all this stuff that's weird and unique <laughs> big oh, me too me too i actually am going to be part of an anthology um next year that is a sci-fi romance mm -hmm. anthology so i'm sort of branching off into one of the into that next year so that'll be fun okay yeah because you have a book called alien embrace are you that's that what i'm talking about yeah okay. so that's what it with uh that's with several authors and that's kind of going to be a prequel prequel to an upcoming series that i'm going to write the following year Oh, okay. That's going to be neat. I, I yeah, lots going on. So yeah. Just as a side note, I, I've been an on again, off again fan of of the TV show Supernatural. Oh, I love it. I died the other day when they finished it. But anyway. <laughs> well, I was going to say, don't, uh, don't they film that in Vancouver? They do, and they made that funny one where they like came into their real life, and then you saw, and they're driving down Vancouver, and they were like, "Oh, we're not even Americans." So, yeah, they they filmed that there. There's actually. Vancouver is the hot is a I think it's second most popular place in the world to I think it's rivaling LA now for filming it's there's mm -hmm. filming everywhere in Vancouver now and Whistler like all the mountain scenes are Whistler even on the island here we get a ton of those like Hallmark has been here the last couple of months um, oh gosh yeah doing <laughs> all our Christmas shows yeah because we have the Lady Smith it was where my mother lives too actually is a really quaint little town. It's all kind of, it looks like all these old shots. So that's just the way it looks. And it has, not this year, but it has one of the best parades and light up the lights. It's amazing. And every Christmas Hallmark is like, oh, we're in there. And they, they get all the, they get they sort of go up and down the island and they film all their, their 
little Christmas things here. So we see a lot of Hallmark in, in the wintertime. Oh, gosh, that sounds beautiful. We haven't um, traveled to Canada. We've been, we've traveled quite a bit and just haven't made it to um, anywhere in Canada, actually. No, Vancouver Island's really nice. I mean, I would recommend coming in the summertime because that's when it's obviously the most popular when things are, you know, back to normal, but it's it's beautiful. We have whale watching. I'm, I'm very fortunate to live where I live. We have all the sport, winter sports. We have a we have friends we family with a cabin out in Sprout Lake which was a massive lake and so we spend the summer up there and um, we have like I say in the wintertime we have Whistler which is also amazing in the summer really good biking mm -hmm. trails and stuff so I really live in a, a absolutely beautiful part of the part of the world so and we you know if you like skiing and water sports and stuff like that which we do <laughs> yeah definitely have you as an author have you been impacted by COVID and, and I mean that in the sense has it has it stifled your creativity or has it given you more of an outlet to be creative? See, at first I, I couldn't have been more thankful because it just gave me something to focus on other than being stuck at home. The mm -hmm. challenge of course is having three children all in school and they are on reduced we are on a uh, part they only go to school for two hours a day and then they're homeschool for the rest. So um they're on and they're on three different schedules so unfortunately, oh they're, yeah they're in different schools so this two hours is this kid this two hours is a different kid so I always have one to two hi everyone we will get right back to the interview in just a minute people always ask us how much of our books are based in real life well before I answer that I wanted to tell you about a very exciting book Kyle and I wrote together called my bound valentine in it, Kyle and I go on a wild adventure, exploring a bondage fantasy with several friends. I think the story is incredibly hot and a fun read. Plus, that's me on the front cover. And I also read the audiobook. Bonus! So, what's the answer to the question? Well, we always tell people it's up to them to decide how much is real and how much is embellished. My Bound Valentine is available on Amazon, free with Kindle Unlimited, and you can pick up the Audible version. Are you enjoying the podcast so far? To help us continue bringing you quality and interesting interviews, please consider supporting us. To learn more about Kyle and his work, follow him on Twitter, at KyleCannonAuthor, or on Instagram, at KyleCannonFiction, or Facebook, KyleCannon. Now back to Speak Seductively. Home and... And then, of course, my oldest had to break his leg a couple of weeks ago just to add a little extra to 2020 because, you know, that's the way it's going to be. Well, yeah, if it ever would happen. Yeah, of course, you know, and just, you know, and he's like a, a dirt bike, like racer jumper. And he jumped 25 feet in the air and he he falls off a bike, the what pops a tire driving from school to, to, uh, to work which is like a block and a half away pops a tire and falls into a rock and you know snaps his tibia and then you've got to add that to the you oh. know what's going on so yeah. it's oh, been no. a bit of a challenge yeah for the um just because of you know my husband's a, a broadcaster so sports is completely shut down here right now so it's it's a lot I'm not used to having everyone home it used to be they went to Scott went to work kids go to school I would have eight hours to focus on my work as an author and my my business 
and I it's yeah so it's that part has been a struggle because it's always someone's coming someone's going mom need, I need help with this and then you, you have a kid that's bored and it's like oh brought me the ha- brought you the hamster I'm in the middle of writing the scene oh well oh no <laughs> it's just yeah that, kind of that. that maybe a lot of parents are in this this kind of new world of of, of having to manage multiple things that were, you know, that used to be your, your home work time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it, it is a, a struggle. Um, we know that we've had to be at home and been quarantined and Kyle's gotten quite a bit more time to write, but I don't know if it's been as productive as. It, it really hasn't because I find myself, it's funny. I, I like to sit and write in quiet and, and, solitude i need that to get get my train of thought going but for some reason especially early on in the quarantine having exactly what i needed was very frustrating and very distracting to me i I totally get it like i say i can't if i get two hours without an interruption i'm like wow that was that was amazing (laughs) you know it's, it's very difficult these days when when you don't have a set schedule and keep in mind you've been you've had this schedule for years and now it's like I mean the first two weeks that we're when we are in full lockdown it uh, was longer than that we were locked down for a month everyone was home for a month so to say I got a lot done would be like who are we kidding right (laughs) with your three kids and husband and you are all locked together it's like Mm -hmm. oh my god I've given I would have given anything to go for dinner (laughs) (laughs) but you know it is what it is things are sort of you know we're in a restricted stage right now where uh because Canada is very very like we all have to wear masks we're we're we um can't have you there's no bubbles right now they're just like you can basically just go get your groceries work if you're an essential service and that's it right now so it's pretty um pretty restricted at the moment but hopefully hopefully things will lighten up in the next few weeks yeah yeah we kind of feel that same way we're in an area that does the same thing that masks are required and, um, but things are somewhat open and um, a little more open than maybe uh, they should be, I don't know, at times, but um, back to your books. So can you tell our listeners like what's coming up? Because we, we mentioned the, um, uh, the alien embrace. And then you also have another one that says uh, that there's a series prequel coming called Dragon Rules. Correct. So I am actually currently writing Legion, which is the very first book in uh, the first full novel for the Dragon Rule series. So the Dragon Rule series will uh, is launching next year. So he, he, the first book, Legion, comes out February 14th. Um, I also have another, I had the Cascade Cougar series, that that series, although it's going to branch off into a sort of a new series with the other shifters, the Cascade Lair itself, I did as a contained uh, series, and that one is going to uh, finish up next year. So that one, that's at book eight right now. So there's going to be book nine is going to come out next year, and that will sort of cap off that series. Uh, and then another series that will sort of happen after the the Cascade series will be ha- will start so, the following year for that. Uh, for our listeners, Dragon Rules, um, you have that on your website, and that's a free download. That prequel yes. is a free download. Yes, it is. So if if you're listening, we'll have a link to uh, Tia's website 
So you can click on that and go directly there and and uh, pull down that prequel. I, I love the first few lines in your description of the book. Uh, Robin Dark is a bitch, her designer clothing, her armor. That's just powerful. Yeah, well, it, and it, it, is, it is true, but then of course, as with any character, there are motivations behind why that she is the way she is. Yeah, and that's the, and that's the neat part about reading a good book. I think is is uh, you you may start off thinking a character is one way, but then you start learning about their backstory. And do you, as an author, do you like developing the backstories, the the character of your? Oh, I love it. It's and 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 to be perfectly honest, some of the backstory that you write, I don't know about yourself, but when I write a backstory, I mean, a lot of that backstory doesn't even make it into the book, but. It's just about knowing that character and, and their their motivations. And I mean, in Robin's case, it's a short, you know, it's a, just a novella, but um, it was, and that that, that story was part of a, a collection I had did with uh, called the Feisty Heroines Collection and which was a bestseller across the board on every, every uh, platform when we, when we launched it. And uh, so it was, you know, it was a, you know, it was, it was, it's actually a really cute story. Um, but I just, you know, when that, when that anthology was done, I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to give this one free to my readers. But um, I, because it was a shorter story, you know, there's only so much that makes it into mm -hmm. the book, but she has, you know, she has, she has quite a bit of backstory because she has a quite a, you know, a, a dark, a dark past and, of course, it becomes quite obvious in the book, but there's a lots of stuff that you know I didn't put in because I had to keep the the story shorter because of the size of the anthology it was originally going into. Yeah, yeah, we have uh, interviewed quite a few authors, and one of the things that comes up all the time and hasn't come up yet, so I'm going to ask it directly: um, Do your characters talk to you? In a way, like I. Like I, I don't know what other authors, but I literally play out scenes all the time with my characters. Um, sometimes it's not even the book I'm working on. Sometimes it will be something else you think of. And then all of a sudden you're like, you see that character literally having a scene with somebody and you're like, you're, then you're, then you're like running to grab a piece of paper to write that dialogue down or that, that scene down. It may not even be relevant to what I'm writing at the time. Like sometimes I'll like to say with the science fiction one, when that one came into my brain, I was writing the, I was writing the, the a Cascade series. And I'm like, where is this science fiction thing coming from? And I had to run and write it down because it's like, that is really cool. I want to, I want to do something with that. So I wouldn't say they talk directly to me, but I see them talking directly to, uh, I see them talking to other characters. And then I have to figure out how I'm going to incorporate that into a book. Like you say, sometimes it does happen with the book I'm writing, and I see them having a scene, and I'm go and I'll write that scene down, and I don't even have a place for it in the book. It's just something I saw my characters doing, and you know, some, that's how you that's how you end up with deleted scenes. Sometimes I even put them up and give them to my readers as you know, like, hey, I wrote the scene, it didn't have anywhere to go, but you know, here you can read this as an after, you know, after the book. Sometimes I'll have. Yeah, um, an extra little short story. Then, what's that? An extra little short story. Yeah, like at the end of Dante's Desire, da, end of Dante's Desire, there was a scene that that happened, and it was like, hey, if you want this 
deleted scene, you can grab it here and then you could just download it and read it if you wanted. But it didn't, it didn't fade into the story. But yeah, that kind of stuff happens. That's why, that's why authors end up with all these deleted scenes because they have these great ideas and they go, yeah, that's great. But it doesn't go with anything in the story. <laughs> but you know, for, for me at least, when I, when I get to that point, um, more often than not, I've realized that what I was doing is um, developing that character's voice so that I knew, I, I mean, that scene may never make it into a book or into a short story, but it tells me a little bit more about who that person is. And so I can then write dialogue for them in, you know, in the book that, in, in what does appear in print, but it's. Oh, I agree. Cause like it, you're, you're right. You, that, and you keep in mind, I think that happens because that character has become so real in your mind for some reason, that character is like now a real person that you sometimes dream about. Now you have scenes about them. They're talking to other people. Maybe they're talking to a character that you haven't even thought of or introduced yet. So um, I believe those scenes that may or may not make it into a book happen because that, that, that character is real in your mind. And I think it helps bring depth to the character. Um, I have... I have one uh, last question, is, but before we uh, wrap up, I wanted to ask you, is there anything that you want to share with the um, uh, listeners about your books, about anything, any, any of your you know, hot projects that are coming up right away? Oh, well, as you know, Dragon Rules is, is coming up right away. I also have just signed on. <laughs> I get a lot of <laughs> offers, and sometimes it's hard to say no, and this is another one I couldn't say no to. Um, I'm going to be doing, I'm going to be part of the Vampire Hunters anthology, uh, which will come out in either late um, 2021 or um, 2022. And we're just, just waiting for the time frame. I'm also going to be part of a, another anthology with some other authors, which is going to be called Magic. So obviously all of the same thing, paranormal fantasy, romance but yeah so I've got a lot of multi-projects coming up as well as the Dragon Rolls uh, series the sort of the finishing off of the Cascade series and I'm about to launch a, a private Facebook Facebook group for my for my super fans so yeah so I've got a lot coming up. Well if you uh, can send us some of the links to those things if you've got any on hand We'll include them in the podcast description for our listeners so they can, sure. you can check all of that out. So yeah, I, will. I, I'll send it over. I was going to say my last question for you, um, hopefully isn't too open-ended, but I, I'm, I'm always fascinated with authors about their personal experiences. So I have to ask you, have you personally had any paranormal experiences? No, I haven't personally had any paranormal experiences as in seeing ghosts or anything like that but there's been but my mom has had so many times where something has gone wrong and she's been like called me and said are you okay and I'm like how did you know I was something was going wrong like so I've had that with my mom doing that to me many times where I like I was in a car accident once and she was like what's going on and I'm like how could you possibly know <laughs> so I I've had that where I sometimes you just have people sense something is going wrong in somebody else's life and so I've had that and so I and I do have a lot of I do have a lot of extrasensory uh, ESP um, elements in my books okay 
I, I think I think they sound fascinating. I'm just going to encourage our listeners to uh, go out and uh, most of your books. It looks like they're free with Kindle Unlimited too. So uh, yes, all of the all of <clears throat> all of my personal novels are free with Kindle Unlimited. Only the anthologies and the anthologies are all 99 cents. Right. Like like the um, Alien Brace is up right now is only at 99 cents, but you're getting over 30 stories. Um, but all my personal books are free with KU. And most of my series, I um, like if you go for the first book in the New Immortals, the first three books in the Cascade series are also all 99 cents. Cause I, you know, want people to, to test the writing without having to, you know, put out too much money. Okay, that's, that's awesome. And uh, we'll direct all of the listeners uh, to your Amazon page for everything. I want to thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, we really appreciate you being here with us. And um, she also has a website. It's tiadidman.com. So um, head there if you want to see all of, and the link will be below in the description. So you can go directly to her website and see all of the different books and information about Tia. And we really appreciate you being here with us on Speak Seductively and sharing your knowledge and your books with us. So we hope to have you back again sometime. Thank you so much. I really appreciate being here. Speak Seductively.